and welcome to another edition of Design Recharge. I'm Diane Gibbs, I'm your host, and today I am so excited. Somebody that inspires me a ton. It, I have Nathan Yoder on the program today, and he, if you don't know, he does a ton of hand-drawn type and is a great designer, and he's done stuff in chalk and all kinds of stuff, and I have lots of stuff to share with you visually later, but um, I just wanted to welcome Nathan, and just so everybody knows, Design Recharge is every week. We Hopefully, you'll have Nathan back uh, in, in the future, and because we probably won't get through all our questions, but if you do have a question, right under Nathan, there's over there, there's a submit question button, or over next to him is the chat. You can put questions in there. You can share links in there. This is a really way to connect and um, connect with other designers and connect with other artists. So, Nathan, welcome to the show. And I'm going to ask you if yeah, you could just give us a little bit of your background. Yeah. Um, basically, I guess, oh, no, yeah, you're right. Um, I guess if I was going to go back to the kind of where it all started, um, you know, uh, I always drew, you know, ever since I was little kind of a thing, um, you know, started from coloring books, of course, into, you know, drawing on paper, mainly like pencil kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I guess, you know, just kind of as I got older and um, actually in, Probably what got me interested in design after I started drawing, at least, was um, it just kind of happened by accident, more or less, where I was, it was actually the eighth grade, and um, uh, one of my friends, he had a band, you know, as much as a band can be in the eighth grade, and uh, he, you know, wanted me to draw him a t-shirt design for his band, and so I did, and he took it to his dad, which owned a screen printing uh, shop, and so <laughs> the next day, his dad showed up at PE and asked me if I wanted to draw for him, like uh, <laughs> do designs for this T-shirt shop. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, uh, yeah, you know, because <laughs> at that point I hadn't even thought about drawing to make money. You know, I was just drawing because I love to draw, and uh, so that was really cool. Um, so basically, just uh, started drawing more intentionally, you know, through. Um, that guy's shop, and that was just kind of in my hometown, and um, basically he was just taking my drawings, and he was telling me to draw, you know, as dark as I could, you know, working in pencil, uh, so that whenever he scanned them in, you know, they could be converted to a t-shirt, or to, to a vector, and stuff like that, and um, after a while he was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about, you know, like, drawing on the computer or anything like that, and uh, so... Uh, basically, he ended up giving me Photoshop and Illustrator, and so that's how I ended up, um, uh, you know, drawing, or uh, that's at least how I got involved in, like, design. So finally kind of coming from paper, like, onto the computer, um, and so basically, you know, through the rest of middle school and into high school, um, you know, I was playing with Photoshop and mainly just kind of like making wallpapers for myself and stuff is basically how I learned Photoshop and um, uh, let's see, I, you know, through working with that t-shirt shop um, with designs, um, I got really interested in screen printing and uh, for a little while, and if anybody had been following me for long enough, I was kind of going under the name Flyboy and it all started back then around the eighth grade <laughs> that was my buddy. Um, he was making these shirts out of these like iron-on letters that you get at Walmart, and you just iron them on, you know. And I was like, oh man, I want to do t-shirts, or I, I want to make a t-shirt, or he was making a t-shirt for me, and but I needed a nickname because he had a nickname, and that's what his t-shirt was going to be is his nickname. And I was like, I don't know, I like airplanes, and, and so <laughs> Flyboy just happened to be it, and from there I just kind of used that as my brand more or less, kind of to practice on, and. <laughs> Um, so that's kind of, that, that's, you know, so I had Photoshop, I had this fake brand that I could practice on, you know, so I'd make these, again, just more or less wallpapers, but in the end it kind of turned into this, um, thing, you know, I, I started drawing, like, looking at logos a lot, and I, um, was really interested in that, and, um, so I guess that, that kind of got me even deeper into, into design, and ultimately into typography because, you know, obviously if you're going to be drawing 
a logo, you're going to be drawing type. And um, so whenever I finally decided to go to school, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, I've always loved to draw, but honestly, it didn't even cross my mind to be an illustrator just because I had seen, you know, the illustrators that were really doing great work and were making heaps of money doing it. Um, they just had such a specific style. And at that point, I was just drawing more or less kind of realism, you know, taking a photo and drawing it, you know, exactly how the photo looked, which, you know, it's all good. And, and I felt like I was getting good at it. But I looked at that and I was like, ah, like, there's so many illustrators doing that that I couldn't really see myself going very far with that unless I just, I don't know. I just didn't really want to do that. Um, so um, from there, uh, you know, I decided on graphic design as a career because I just seemed like that was something that, you know, could probably be, you know, after talking to some other people, that could maybe be more of a career. So went to college, um, uh, went to OSUIT in Okmulgee here in Oklahoma um, uh, for graphic design and, um, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, you know, finished uh, school over there, um, started working at the place that I interned at um, my last year at OSUIT, uh, which is where I'm at now. And um, so, of course, you know, started doing design. And um, the longer I was in design and the more comfortable I got with it, I found myself kind of, um, well, I had been so busy through school that I'd almost kind of forgotten about drawing, like illustration would come up here and there for a project, but I just kind of, it wasn't really something I was spending a lot of time doing. I was focusing on design and getting better at design. Um, so anyways, uh, once I, you know, finally life started kind of slowing back down and, uh, you know, I was working full time as a designer, um, you know, at this agency, uh, Hampton Creative, um, I, uh, I guess, you know, in the evenings I would come back home and I just found myself more and more like sitting down and drawing, you know, it was like once time was opening up, I was kind of Did he freeze for anybody? Uh, am I frozen right now? I think I saw like a little no, it, spiral. It just on my froze. Screen. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Um, anyways, uh, so kind of pulling, you know, all of my excitement from learning design, you know, back into drawing, I feel like it ultimately was probably the best way I could have gotten to where I'm at now because, you know, I think a lot of people, um, they, uh, you know, through school you've got all these um, ideas of like what you want to be as a designer and you know I had the same thoughts I was like what's going to be the thing that sets me apart you know and I think you know if you go into a career that way and I mean lots of people have done it you know it, um, so I'm not saying it can't be done but I think it can be a little harder to find your foothold because you go in with this really heavy style that only a few people want but you're trying to make money <laughs> And, you know, especially if you're new, not a lot of people are going to want to throw out the big bucks to somebody that doesn't have a lot of experience. So um, I think going to school for design was almost my solution to my first worry in illustration of not making a lot of money and not making it a career, you know, because I didn't have my style set. So, you know, I went to school, I, you know, had my full-time job, have my full-time job. And so now I can kind of come home in the evenings. And now, you know, that I've got kind of this safety net, I can develop my style. And it's just been cool through Instagram. has been really like the catalyst to kind of push it forward. And um, more or less just kind of got to a point on Instagram where I kind of made a decision. I was like, do I want my Instagram to be about my life and, you know, taking photos of, you know, you know just random stuff? Or do I want to be intentional with it? And do I want to push, you know, my artwork through it? So basically, that's, you know, just started doing more and more of it. And uh, I guess if you, I don't know if it's something that you have to pull up, Diane, but um, if you wanted to pull up maybe like uh, one of the Welcome to the Week drawings. Yeah. So how uh, Spreecast works is, or is um, 
well, we can start with this one and I can grab another one. You, all you have to do is um, drag your mouse over and then you'll be able to put this on top of the chat or you can put it over my face so you can still see uh, Nathan. And then you can, I'll take it off the air, but um, you'll be able to see everything that's coming up. So you can just drag it and move it around. So you guys got that? Nobody's saying anything in the chat. You got it, Nathan? <laughs> Everybody's nodding. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, um, uh, you know, again, kind of going back to the whole thing where, or at least, okay, specifically how I got into, like, type, I guess you could say, is, um, or at least more interested in it, um, you know, when I was at, at work, you know, every Monday we have these Monday meetings where we kind of um, more or less kind of go over what we're going to be working on for the, during the week, uh, you know, what's happened over the weekend, you know, just kind of hanging out. And so during the meeting, while other people were talking about the projects that they had going on, um, you know, I would be uh, working on, um, I would be sketching, you know, uh, listening, okay, but sketching. And uh, uh, so, you know, and drawing type, for whatever reason, it was just, I really liked doing it. But I'm such a practical person. I feel like I have to say something mean meaningful if I'm drawing type. I can't just, like, draw random words. So the one thing that's always there is the date, you know. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll just draw out, you know, the day and the month and the year. And um, so, and it, and it being Monday, I was like, oh, well, it's the first day of the week. So, hey, welcome to the week of, you know, February the 20th, you know, 2011, 12, whatever. And... Um, so, you know, I started with these little small ones, and uh, I guess you can kind of go through these as I'm talking about them, Diane, but, you know, the, the more um, of these I did, you know, I feel like I always have to one-up myself, and so the next day, the, or the next week, that one would be a little more complicated, a little more detailed. I'd kind of, like, try to think of some theme to put behind it, even if it was, you know, regardless if it was re relevant to, you know, the week or whatever. I mean, this one's a nautical one, and I'm in Oklahoma. I'm landlocked. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, How big are you know, these? I, I was just thinking of different. Yeah, that, um, let me see. I, I might actually, well, I was going to say, I, I thought I may actually have that original one here by me, but I'd probably have to dig around. Um, but basically, that one was probably, I'm going to say, like a, like a three or four by four inch. Uh, piece. Mm -hmm. um, so basically just in this sketchbook that I've got. And uh, basically kind of as I move forward, um, like what I use is just like an 8 by 10 moleskin mm -hmm. sketchbook. And um, that's pretty much everything that I do at this point is done in that. Um, I, I think the one thing I found is the bigger I worked, I lost some of the detail and like the subtle kind of imperfections that I really liked whenever I was working small because um, especially with the kind of paper that is in just the moleskin sketchbooks, it's kind of a thinner paper, but it's also really absorbent. So, and I always work with Sharpies. So, um, I, I don't know. I, again, I just kind of like all the little rough imperfections. And with a Sharpie in combination with the moleskin paper, it just soaks up the ink and it kind of spreads and causes this really kind of rough edge. If you look close, you can't really see it from far away. But, um, you know, so again, like whenever you're working smaller, everything is more condensed and the, the rough edge is more noticeable whenever you scan it, scan it in, you know. Um, so basically, oh, and uh, Omar was asking if, um, if, if I work with pencil first. Uh, I've basically, I've started to do more pencil work because um, one of the clients I'm working with specifically, there's more of a um, approval process. And so, you know, they, they want to speak into the design a lot earlier. But for um, pretty much everything else that I post for myself and on Instagram, um, I try to just go straight from or just work like only with a Sharpie. And I guess my reasoning there is um, 
I guess I just find myself, when I am using a pencil, I'll just sit there and erase and draw and erase and draw, and I'll just never move forward. And I feel like a Sharpie is almost just kind of this crash course where it's like you just got to keep going, you know what I mean? And, and if you, yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think it helped me a lot um, just because, I don't know, and, and again with the style that um, comes out of that, it's almost kind of this accidental, like, beautiful imperfection, you know what I mean, that I really like about it. You know, so there's certain things that, honestly, I probably would have done differently, but the way it turned out, I'm like, that's what I'm going with, and, and it just kind of, that's how it ends up looking, you know, and I kind of like that in the end. <laughs> so, uh, Christer, I guess, is how you say his name? Um, anyway, so ask, are they squeezed in? My question is, I am not a great speller, so... I work in Pittsburgh, yeah. so are, do you, you know, are they intentional, or is that, do you ever have to go back, or are you going to do it in Photoshop, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a good speller either. <laughs> I'm a, like, a, well, okay, little fact, which I think, yeah, my mom's watching this, so not, no, um, I'm not downplaying uh, her education, but like, I was homeschooled for a while, and <laughs> I feel like half the time I was probably running around and, you know, not doing my work. So I feel like I really suffered on the whole, uh, you know, uh, spelling test side of my education. So that's definitely one part. But I, uh, yeah, like, there, I mean, there are a lot of times where I'll misspell something or I'll start to <laughs> So I'll... Uh, you know, I'll be spelling something, and, like, I'll figure out, like, halfway through the word that I am spelling it wrong. And so I'll sit there and, like, either think of how I can work with that or sometimes, actually a lot of times, especially in, like, the earlier drawings I was doing, I would start to say something, and I would, I would either write the wrong word or misspell it, and I would totally change what I was going to say, like, to fit, like, what I had started saying, <laughs> you know? And... I mean, you know, it doesn't always work, and yeah, like sometimes I've got to, you know, scan it in and like ch change it in Photoshop, but I, I don't know. I, like a little while back, I was watching Under the Great Northern Lights, I think was the name of the White Stripes documentary, and Jack White is the lead singer of the White Stripes, and he was talking about how whenever he's playing on stage, like he always puts his amp and his picks, and, like, pretty much tries to get as far away from everything as he can, like, just within, like, leaping distance. Like, it's never very easy to get to things just because he likes the challenge, you know? And I feel like that's kind of more or less how I, I look at things. Like, I feel like if I, if it's too easy, it's almost just kind of like, eh, like, why do it, you know? <laughs> like, I, I kind of, uh, I don't know, I kind of like to challenge myself Definitely. Well, um, you also have, so I know obviously you started um, um, the, with drawings, and you have some of those for, for me to show. So I'm going to put, um, I'm going to put those up. And if anybody's having issues with the images, all you have to do is pull your mouse off and then put them back on, and then you can move them all around your screen. Um, that should, should work if anybody's having issues. <coughs> and I'm sorry, I'm still getting over being sick, so. Um, I mean, you, you were saying you were starting realistic, and I love how you, your, your drawings are simplistic in some ways, but then they're so detailed in others, but they're not quite this detailed, or um, like the lion, which I'll bring up in a second. But did you start, yeah. with, like, nature? Is that where your first draw was towards? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I grew up in, um, and really, I, I moved to Tulsa, which is, um, I mean, it's a city. It's like the second biggest city in Oklahoma, but it's still pretty small compared to, you know, some other bigger cities. But I, I, I moved here like two or three years, uh, about two years ago. And, uh, but other than that, the rest of my life was spent in Pryor, which is this really small town in, in Oklahoma. 
so and we lived in the country out there and so I was just always surrounded by it mm-hmm. so I don't know I, I, I just um, that was kind of what was around me so that's what I drew kind of a thing so yeah like this deer I mean I found the photo of the deer honestly like online but then I uh, the background was from it's actually like my great-grandma's farm or something like that like we went up there to, to see her and like I took a photo of it and yeah, just put it here and there <laughs> but yeah the, basically I was drawing like you know animals I, I always just love drawing animals just because I don't know and kind of capturing their personality in it you know like mm-hmm. this was one that I did when I was at OSUIT what's that Oh, I was going to say the detail. What were you, is it pencil or were you using pen here? Uh, yeah, the, pretty much all of that stuff uh, is pencil. Like, I, I never really, um, I don't think I sent you it, but there, there was some stuff that I did in, in college that was um, pen. And I posted a little while back on Instagram. It was a guy, it was just a guy's face. Yeah, and it was pointillism, mm-hmm. I think. Um, or yeah, like uh, it kind of a mixture of things. Like where it got really small, I would use like stippling, and then um, where I was covering more area, I would just kind of use lines and whatever. Um, but yeah, so so main. Or go ahead. Oh no, Gavin. Wants oh. To know if- um, I'm right. I'm right-handed. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm right-handed. <coughs> I'm right-handed. Yeah. So basically, just. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> So Gavin says it changes how he um, draws so that with a pencil or or a pen so that there's no smearing. And I know with the moleskin, you're not able to draw on the back side then because it does bleed through. Right? Yeah. And what I actually love about it is, um, I mean, yeah, I don't use both sides of the page. But because um, working with a Sharpie, it does bleed through a bit. I'm going to see if I can find an example. And I don't know if you'd be able to see this, but like on the other page, it leaves a little bit of these dots. And so it kind of, it sets up my next drawing pretty much. Like it kind of creates this natural distressed look on the next page so that whenever I'm working on that page, like I've already kind of done some work on my next drawing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just like the moleskin sketchbooks. I do too, and you know I know people that work in the small ones, um, but I'm yeah. more of a big kind of person too. I kind of feel a little limited sometimes by the super small ones. So you did one for for this piece, which I was super excited about, um, and I'm going to pop it up because I just wanted you to talk about your process a little bit. Um, you know, yeah, the type changes so much, which I think. For me, I look at some. I have some old books that I look at for type inspiration. But is there anything you? And we haven't even covered any questions, so I'm so sorry. Um, but have sorry. <laughs> I give my guests a list of questions, and we haven't even started. But um, is there something you look at? How do you come up with these different typefaces and and the feeling that you're you're coming with? Yeah, um, really, just kind of. All over the place. It's kind of a. I try not to like camp out on any one area because like I've never I've never wanted to probably because well like I've never wanted to just be a copier of like any one person's work or like say you know this one person is like my greatest influence and I just kind of get hung up on them and and. You know, I, I want to be influenced by everything I'm looking at, not not like a replicator, you know. And uh, But I mean, definitely, and probably a lot of people would say it. And I've actually, honestly, kind of surprised I haven't gotten more flack about it. Because, like, John Cantino is, like, my hero. And, like, his type work is so good. Because, um, I mean, sometimes, like, the work that I do, like, I mean... Again, like I'm not sitting there like looking at his his work, but I've been influenced by it, you know. Um, and then another guy, um, like Drew Melton, I look at a lot of his work. He's he's a super good illustrator and typographer. Um, I mean, really, like those are like the only two names that like 
come to mind uh, as far as like people, specific people that I look at like for type. Um, and other than that, it's just kind of little nuggets from design blogs and, you know, um, uh, yeah, just kind of old books and stuff. Um, it's John Contino. I guess I can type too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so with um, Nathan, are you looking at any old type, like not necessarily designers or artists, but are you looking um, at old, you know, typefaces or, or type specimen books, or, or are you just kind of gifted that you have a great imagination to come up with different styles of, of type even? Um, I, I don't know. It's almost like I think I, I look at so much that um, I hope that I look at enough to where it just kind of naturally, like I'll, I'll be drawing, you know, even recently I've found myself doing this with certain characters that I draw. I, I've like noticed a change in how I'm doing them and I have to like sit back and think like, oh, like when did I start doing that or where did I see that and why is it coming out now kind of a thing. And um, uh, I guess, I don't know, I, I do look at some older stuff, um, but I feel like I should probably look at more. Like, I, um, I feel like uh, sometimes I kind of get caught up in, well, okay, I'll, I'll like backtrack and say this, like, I've, I've always been one to, <laughs> to um, I guess I've just always been really honest with myself. Um, like, if I, if I work on something and I sit back and look at it, um, I've never been one to just sit back and say, oh, like, this is my best piece. Like, I, I you know, this one's amazing, you know. Um, I, I'm happy with stuff that I put out, but I'm, like, constantly trying to figure out how it could have been done better. And, um, and really, honestly, I just reference, you know, working at a design agency and working with type a lot on the computer, I try to look at, like, old, uh, like, just fonts, you know, and, and ask myself why certain strokes and certain lines are thicker than others on type and how serifs get used and, and why serifs are being used in some places and not in others and, um, you know, if that's the case or, you know, how they kind of curl around and why they would curl around. Like more recently I've been getting into more like calligraphy and um, so that's really helped me understand type more. So like for instance, on the A, on my name, you know, the, the upstroke, um, like the left leg of the A is thinner than the right leg of the A mm -hmm. because if you're drawing with a fountain pen, when you're going up, you're not opening the nibs of the pen. So it's going to be a really, I don't know if you call them nibs, <laughs> it's not, you know, widening out the pen. It's just going to be a thin stroke. So on the downstroke, it, you know, you push down harder when you're going down. And so it opens the pen up wider. So you're going to have that thicker stroke on downstrokes. So, I mean, just little things like that. Um, and then on the O, you would think it would be the left side that would be thin. But if you think about when you're drawing an O, you start at the top left and you work down. So that's going to be thick. And then coming back up around on the other side, it's going to be a thin. So. Um, just being uh, really observant because, I mean, stuff like that, I think a lot of people will overlook if they're not paying attention to what they're doing when they're not working on type or, or you know. Right. Well, we take it for, gr for granted so much because type is just, it's everywhere. We don't, we don't tend to notice it very much for sure. So talk a little bit about your process. So you put it in your moleskin. How did you do the color for the um, the uh, tan kind of color, and I just lost you. Hopefully you'll come back. <coughs> Can anybody else? Okay, am I back? There you go. Yes, you're back. Okay. <laughs> I see the wheel turning whenever I freeze, I guess, so I'll... Or what's that? Uh, the, did you hear the question about the um, your process, like you have it on your moleskin, and then did you color it? in um, on paper and then just bring it in to the computer or do Photoshop or you talked about an uh, earlier about an app that you use can you kind of give us some of that little insight into the process yeah um, so basically if I'm doing stuff on Instagram just really fast um, if I want to like multiply um, uh, 
you know, if I just want to do some a quick edit, you know, so I just want to put type over some photo, I use a an app called Art Studio, and uh, it's it's basically what it looks like if you're looking for it in the App Store. It's just like a, a little art, like a painter's palette. Um, but anyways, it's basically like Photoshop for your phone. Like you can pretty much do anything you can do in Photoshop on that. So basically, if you know, talking from the phone side of things first, like I'll take a photo, you know, and uh, I'll bring it into that app, and I'll have two layers. So I'll have the the layer which is my illustration, and then the layer which is my photo, and then I'll invert the colors depending on what I want to do. If I want white type on a on a dark image, I'll invert the colors so now the background is dark and the type is white, and then I'll set that blend mode to screen. So if you know anything about Photoshop or have worked with layers, it's just the the screen blend mode makes it to where all the black goes away and the light colors show up. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of how I do it there. Um, I usually don't color stuff. Uh, I don't think I've ever tried coloring stuff on my phone. Um, but if I'm uh, working on the computer, so basically I'll you know take my original drawing, um, scan it into um, you know my computer, uh, and then bring it into Photoshop. And kind of do the same thing. Like I'll I'll boost the satur or the um, contrast on my illustration, so that any kind of texture that was in the background of the drawing goes away. So it's just strictly black and white. And um, uh, I guess you can kind of Google all of this stuff. But basically, there's um, if you and I don't know how detailed I want to get here, but you can go to select and then um, select color range. And it'll and whatever you um, put the eyedropper on, it'll select all of that color. So whenever I've made it just strictly black and white, when I select the white, it knocks out all of the white, and it just leaves me with um, uh, the black. And uh, so from there, I've got this transparent version of my drawing, um, and then I'll just basically paint in with a, using a clipping mask, paint into that layer, which is my type, the color that I want, where I want it, kind of a thing. And I work with, um, when I'm on the computer, I work with a, a Wacom tablet so that I can still kind of have that hand. Um, it's just more, it's more comfortable, you know. So like this one, the background really has like a parchment kind of feel. And a lot of yours have different, sometimes it feels like um, concrete or, or something like that. Are you taking photos and then putting them in the background? Or are you having scanned paper? Or what are you doing to get this kind of awesome background? Yeah, um, actually, really, almost almost like strictly at this point. <laughs> um, and it's kind of nice, because you can't really tell unless you're really looking for it. I've been using one texture this whole time and just inverting it to black or white. <laughs> and really what it is is just I scanned in the back of my moleskin, and I've had this one for a little while, so just it's sliding around on tables and stuff. There's kind of just some good texture back here, and um, so I've just got like a really high res scan of the back of my moleskin, and then I just play with the contrast in Photoshop, and um, really like even on some of my prints on my store, it's it's just the back of my moleskin is the texture that you're seeing. It's just you know. Um, that's yeah, I just kind of knock, use the same process. Yeah, where I just kind of knock out the fine details and I can color them if I want. I would have never thought to scan yeah. something black, though, to be honest. So that's uh, good to blow our minds a little bit. So Gavin had a question about, how, do you ever change your type in Illustrator, or do you stick to Photoshop scanning to keep everything hand-drawn? Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of people, and and I guess it depends on on the final um, application because it, I mean, in some cases, you definitely need a vector file. Um, so if I'm doing a logo for somebody, more often than not, I'll give them, you know, Photoshop files um, or JPEGs or whatever. But then I'll also give them a, a, a vector so that they can, of course, scale it to whatever size they want. But to me, um, and you can do a pretty um, 
as a web illustrator, there's something called Live Trace, and a lot of you probably know, but basically for those of you who don't, it's, it's just you basically push a button and it converts all of your artwork to a vector, you know? And um, where you can get pretty detailed with that, if you zoom in, there's a lot of, it kind of converts all your edges to these pointy little sharp things, and um, it, just to me, I feel like it kind of loses the character and the type. Um, and I just want my stuff to look, the closest, the closer I can come to it looking like it just came from my hand, like the better, you know? And um, with Photoshop and just playing with uh, the contrast and stuff, um, a lot of times you can get the, uh, um, you can almost see like the strokes that were in the, um, in the drawing as I was shading it in. Uh, I'm trying to think. Let me see if there is one in particular. Yeah, if you wanted to actually, Diane, pull up the Home of the Brave. Uh, it's like the, the one with the eagle on it. The one with your hand um, or the other one? Um, do the other one. You'll probably see it better. The black and gold. Yeah, so like you can see in the ribbon where there's all that texture in there. Like that's that's not any texture that I added. That was actually just from the Sharpie on the paper. And whenever I scanned it in, I just played with the contrast to where you could pick up and you could see each little stroke that the, the Sharpie was making. And again, it goes back to um, that combination of the Sharpie and the moleskin because, um, you know, if I was using Sharpie on another kind of paper, there's a lot of times where you won't see those strokes. And if I was using a different kind of pen on a moleskin, sometimes it's the same thing. Like, it just blends better with other pens. So a lot of people are like, ah, man, Sharpies are terrible. And I'm like, yes, they're terrible, and that's why I love them. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. Uh, and, too, because it's such a soft tip, I can... Um, get good thick and thin lines, so I can press really lightly and get a, a light line, and then push really hard and get it like a thicker line. I, I just kind of like the variation. What size sharpie are you using, or do you have a, a range? Um, like, are you using? No, it's just I. Or. No, it's the one like right above that. One. It's just like the standard. Oh, really? Sharpie. Oh, so uh, I, I know the one. Yeah. That I like, know. I don't have one in my desk like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a fine point. Or I guess this one says ultra fine point, but it's not the the one that you have there is a little finer. It's the one in between these two. So this is like right. a Sharpie pen and then it's the it's the smaller one these. <laughs> it has a square kind of yeah, yeah. end on its top. Okay. Well, I mean to me it, yeah. it blows my mind you've done this with Sharpies, to be honest. And and I know the moleskin paper is a smooth it's still uncoated, but it's a smoother, you know, than than kind of a, I don't know. I mean, I, it's just so neat that you're doing this with pretty much the, you know, tools that anybody has. But, boy, you have just blown people's minds, I think. And I think that's why we have so many um, by what you've done for sure. But you have this. So this was okay. after you've done the coloring. And then this is mm -hmm. before the coloring. Yeah. Yeah, and so basically, and you know, and you can see there, there's some stars and like a burst kind of going on behind the eagle. So I mean, in that case, you know, I kind of I decided to get rid of that. And actually, what that was is the eagle. It's funny. I just kind of capitalized on this drawing because originally I had three buddies that were all going to go get the same tattoo. Like they were all friends of mine, and they wanted me to draw this tattoo that they were all three going to get, and it was just going to be, like, three bros, you know, like, meaningful, you know, friendship tattoo, which, I don't, the three roses in this tattoo is probably the only meaningful thing. Well, I don't know. It's America, the eagle, whatever. So, uh, I drew this tattoo for them, but uh, in the end, they decided to go with something else. So, I was like, oh, man, but I really like this eagle. And so, I was just thinking of stuff to do, you know, basically I was just like having coffee, you know, one night and, you know, of course it just being an eagle and again, like America, I was like, ah, I'll just write Home of the Brave and, you know, so it just kind of turned into something, you know, it wasn't really like a planned illustration, you know. Yeah. Well, it's nice and, I mean, to me, the other thing that kind of blows my mind is that you're able to make this 
pretty small reversed because I always think it's hard to I always I know it takes practice and I know you've been at this for quite some time if you started in eighth grade um, but I, I think that it does it just you know it fills in sometimes reverse type fills in more and yeah stuff like that yeah and it's it's definitely um, that's again I guess it's just one of those little challenges and that was one of the things I guess it, it was one of those stages. I feel like I've had all these different stages where, like, I started drawing just, like, just this serif type, you know, and I was drawing that for a while, and I was like, ah, oh, like, all I'm drawing is serif type, and I like the way it's looking now, but I'm like, I just got to do something else, you know, but I was like, I, but I don't want to stop drawing type. I like drawing type, so I started doing script type, and I was like, oh, okay, script is cool, and then I'm, I'm just always kind of exploring, and after a while, I kind of found that, um, you know, I, I wanted to draw white type in a dark area, but I didn't want to scan it in and reverse out type. I wanted to just draw it there. And so, you know, obviously how you'd have to do that is just draw around the type and then fill in, the, you know, the area around the type. And so I started doing that. And, and yeah, it, it is kind of difficult because what the, the type that you're drawing, it's going to be quite a bit thinner than what you're seeing. So you have to kind of compensate for that because it will kind of bleed in, you know. Um, so yeah, I guess that was again just uh, something that I just kind of learned to to do. Because in the beginning, like any time I reversed out type in a drawing, it did didn't look that great, you know. Right. But just with anything else, just the more I did it, the more comfortable you know um, I got with you know making it look the way I wanted it to look. So do you think that would be one of the things that you would tell other budding designers or illustrators or type aficionados? They're, they're trying to do this. Are you just keep at it, keep keep trying, keep practicing, or explore? What what are some tips you would give some budding type designers? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I mean definitely keep your eye open, you know, and and not only for what you would expect to be the thing that would inspire you to draw type, like um, oh I don't know, like. I don't know. I, I feel like without being able to, I guess, totally point out a, a specific, I, I feel like I've just been inspired by so many other things outside of just typography that's inspired my typography, you know? So, um, I mean, definitely look at a lot of people's work, but again, kind of like what I was saying, like, don't camp out on any one person because you can get kind of closed off. And, and there are certain things that people are doing that they're known for, but is that what you want to be known for? You know what I mean? Like, how do you want to ultimately, you know, let your inspiration influence you? You know what I mean? So that you're expressing yourself rather than you being an interpretation of somebody else, you know? So explore everything and then start kind of narrowing it down to, you know, what you want to do specifically. I guess can, uh, did I... Uh, no, cut I out there. You it sometimes, you know, screencast is kind of touchy, touchy sometimes. So it's best if you're viewing, if you're going to be on screen, it's best to be on Firefox or Safari. I'm on Firefox. Um, Nathan's on Safari. And, um, if it freezes out or you can't, somebody's blacked out, just refresh your screen. If it still doesn't work, quit and then come back. Um, and I've once I've been using Firefox, I haven't had any issues, um, but I, I know Greg, so hopefully he'll get it um, together. I, Nikki, you're always here, uh, and Meredith, what are y'all using as your browser? If you could just type it in, that'd be awesome. So, Nathan, I know you, you work as a designer during the day, and then you're at this. Um, you know, one, I, obviously you're drawn to it. So what pulls you in? Because... Um, I know you don't get to do, I mean, you're working as a designer, you can't solve every single problem at your work with, um, by hand. So what draws mm -hmm. you to this? Um, is it working now, Greg? Hopefully. But what draws you to working with your hands and, and drawing type and stuff like that? Um, I guess, I don't know. Well, let's see. I I guess probably, again, if I kind of went back to the very core, like my mom, she was an artist, um, and she drew a lot. And then my dad 
growing up and even now, like, he does a lot of, like, more or less kind of carpentry work. So I feel like my mom's, like, the really creative person and, like, the artist. And then my dad, like, he's also really creative, but, like, in this really analytical way where it's, like, he can figure out a problem, you know, really well. And I feel like I've got kind of, like, this blend of both where it's, like, this creative side, but then this really analytical side that, like, can kind of sit back and figure out why something isn't right or what I need to change in order to make it work, you know. Um, but I guess just seeing, you know, again, like, my dad always working with his hands and, like, building stuff and, like, you know, he'd, he'd be, you know, outside working on something and I'd be picking up the little wood blocks that came from, that were cut off of whatever he was building, you know, and I'd be, like, building my own little stuff, you know, like, um, or, you know, when I was younger, I'd build, like, ramps, you know, to jump my bike, you know, out of the scraps of wood that he had, you know, laying around. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I was just always doing it just because it was kind of around me kind of a thing. Um, and I guess as I've gotten older, I've wanted to do more with my hands besides just my first love of illustration, you know. So I guess that's where, I guess you could pull up that skateboard where I, I've kind of wanted to start working more with wood and specifically like I've really wanted to do some like hand painted signs like get some old um, kind of reclaimed wood and just paint on the wood you know um, so I mean uh, I guess it's just something that's always kind of been there um, just because it's kind of been in my family a bit and so I just kind of naturally kind of headed in that direction. Well, it's awesome I mean I'm glad you're doing it because it is super inspiring um, I know that, you know, I'm sure people want to know how to how to get work. So they're drawn to this as well, and they're drawn to you and as a, somebody that's inspiring. So you put your stuff out there. You're on Tumblr, and I'm going to give the links in a minute. Tumblr, um, you have a store. Um, I can't, something, it has a number in it, and it starts with an S. Those are the things I remembered. I, oh, yeah, Society6. Society6. Um and, yeah. you know, how does, how, how would somebody else try to, thank you, awesome, let me put it on the screen. Yeah. Um, how would somebody, if they were trying to get into something like this, or, or they just think that this is neat and they want to play with it a little bit, um, how, what would you say, like, start on Instagram, uh, or is it Twitter, because you're big on Twitter too, you have, um, which one, if you don't have a lot of time, which one, if you had to choose one, which one would you do for marketing kind of purposes? Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't tweet a whole lot. I feel like Twitter is basically just an avenue that I push my Instagram to, you know what I mean? I know there's people on Twitter, so I push my Instagram to Twitter, so I feel like Instagram is just kind of my go-to. But um, I guess as, as far as like if you were, if people were trying to get work, um, I know I did freelance for a while, of just like design freelance, and it was more or less me doing any, every and any project, you know, so somebody needed, you know, some postcard, you know, designed for, you know, their baby shower or something like that, you know, and, um, you know, so it was this project that I was like, oh man, like, <laughs> I want to do this, but, but I was going to do it, you know, because it was, it was money and all this stuff, but, you know, that was when I was like, okay, what is going to set me apart? Because if I don't want to be, you know, doing specifically kind of these little side projects, you know. Um, so um, I guess my thing, I, I would say, like, find out what exactly, like, like, wait until you have, like, no time, you know, or, or wait until you have tons of time, like, heaps of time. You're just sitting around doing nothing. Like, what is it that you find yourself doing without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? Because um, that's how I found it. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of stopped um, letting people tell me, like, what I was, or stopped listening to what other people were saying that I should do, and, like, um, even what they were saying I was the best at kind of a thing. Actually, whenever I went to OSUIT, I was basically enrolled, they had me enrolled in multimedia, because I had won, um, it was a student competition before I went to OSUIT, and I had won Best of Show and like all these awards in multimedia 
because I'd been working in Flash and After Effects. But it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. And in the end, it was the best call, you know. I just listened, like, listen to what, um, I guess I could sound really selfish, but ultimately it's, it's where your career is going. You know, like, listen to what you want to do, you know what I mean? And um, uh, just the things that you're passionate about, you know what I mean? And let the things that are around you drive that. Like, don't, don't um, for a while I was thinking, oh, I'm from Oklahoma, and especially from, from prior Oklahoma, this small town, I was like, how can I ever go anyplace, you know, because all the big names are, you know, from New York and L.A. and, you know, all these big places. And, um, and uh, I was almost, almost a little bit, like, ashamed to, to, like, put myself out there because I was like, ah, oh, like, nobody's going to think I'm credible because, you know, what's out here. <laughs> but um, you I just found that the more I try, or what's that? You showed them. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hope so. Well, not that that's about that, but like I, uh, um, I guess I found like the more that I put myself into my work, the more of my personality that I put into my work, the more people responded to it. Like as opposed to, I, I read this book and it was such a good book, and I feel like it, it's kind of pointed towards business, but I I, I learned a lot personally about myself. Uh, it was called Start With Why. Um, awesome. Uh, I'm, okay. I think that's how you spell his last name. If you Google it, it'll come up. That's probably not how you spell his last name. But um, uh, I did a TED Talk, and I shared it with my class. So I, I'm yeah. pretty sure, yeah, it's an awesome TED Talk, too. But Oh, yeah. He's, he's so good. But basically, the main thing I pulled from that is so many people, yeah, that's it. So many people are looking at the target, like looking at where they want to go. And they're so, um, they're trying to change who they are to get to that target. And really what you need to do is you need to look behind you to see what's driving you and just focus on that and you'll get to the target. You know what I mean? I, I feel like... Um, you just kind of get distracted by um, just kind of these other influences when really you've got what it takes, you know, half the time to, to make it happen. You just kind of need to, um, I don't know, look at what that is, you know. And, and I guess for me it was just, you know, again, the whole nature side of things. I was, like, really big um, into that. So it's like all of my type kind of has this organic kind of, like, you just pulled it out of the ground kind of look, you know? And uh, I don't know, it's all just stuff that I pulled from my background in order to make it what it is, rather than like trying to make stuff really clean and perfect because that's what everybody's doing, right. you know what I mean? You, you went where what, what was true to you, and you just found that, and you held in, and you went with it, even though that ne wasn't necessarily what other people were pushing you to. So no matter what um, any designer, illustrator, or artist is into, they just need to kind of really sit and listen to what's true to them. Yeah, yeah, and then and then definitely kind of like what you were saying, find that avenue that's going to work best for you. Like, I mean, Twitter. I'm so bad at getting on Twitter and posting. Like, I hardly ever do. Like, Instagram just happened to be something that that I could do really quick. You know, so whatever the venue is to put it out there. Be consistent. You know, like I said, I, I made the decision that I was only going to start posting type. So when somebody followed me, they were like, oh, he does type. So I'm following him for type. So if I started posting, you know, these random photos of, like, all my nieces and, you know, like, where they're awesome and I love the heck out of them, like, I'm not going <laughs> to, like, keep posting them because, like, and it's all on how you look at it. You know, if you want it to be about family stuff, like, you do what you want. You know, I'm not telling you what you do, but... Um, uh, you know, I just made the decision, you know, so <laughs> people are following me for this reason, so I'm going to post geared towards that. And um, so, obviously, the more consistent I am and the more uh, the more I post, I try to post, you know, without making, turning it into this big weird thing that takes over my life. I try to post at least, like, once or twice a day um, just to kind of keep, keep um, 
you know, my work in people's minds, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you're looking for freelance work and stuff like that, I mean, that's how it's going to happen. Like, next time somebody needs um, some type work, even if they don't specifically, if, if they will never, never need my services, like, maybe they are talking to a friend somewhere down the road, and they're needing something. Like, they'll remember me, you know? They're like, oh, there's this guy I follow on Instagram. Like, it, he could, you know, you should check him out, you know? So, it's just... Finding your, your avenue that you're going to use to get your work out there, like being consistent with like how much you post and then also being consistent with what you're posting. Yeah, definitely. Well, we did not get through barely anything. Um, I'm going to pull up some, some <laughs> images. Um, we'll have to do a part two. Maybe we can do it in May or something like that. Um, but I'm going to pull up some images, and yeah. this is one that you did in chalk. And I, there is a video. I will copy and paste the video in so that you guys can um, see it. But this is a sketch, and, and the sketch really, I mean, it's very similar to this, but you did change some things. And let me pull that one up and mm -hmm. just plop it in the, let's see. And I'll have to go pretty soon, but we can talk about this one. Yeah, we have, I will let you go in four minutes, and I'm actually going to, wrap it up but this this one you guys can watch the Vimeo I put it over here and I'll put it on the under us but it's amazing how long did this piece take you um the yeah the actual like chalk drawing itself like that one I started work on it at like at about lunchtime I think and like, it's funny, if you watch the video, halfway through the video, I went and got a haircut, and so my hair got a little shorter. <laughs> but you can't tell. I mean, it's all just pieced together. And then um, uh, I ended up finishing it, like, at around, like, 3 or something, uh, 2 or 3 in the morning. So I just, like, did it all in one day. Like, I, I, it's really hard for me to, like, walk away from something. I, I just, I want to hit it while I'm inspired kind of a thing. And... Um, I think total it took me like somewhere close to like 12 hours well, or something like that. 12 hours. Amazing. So I'm going to actually pull, oops, um, let's see, uh, I tried to remove. There we go. Um, all right, I'm going to pull on some of your um, links and ways for people to get in contact with you if they haven't or if they're not already following. Um, but let's see if I can do this. So um, this is Nathan's um, website, and I'm going to try to post it over here, too, so it's in the chat as well. And then this is his Tumblr. And I'm going to do the same thing so that you guys can have it in the chat. And again, this is always available after. That's You can always come back and watch it um, as many times as you want. Um, let's see. It didn't come. There we go. And... Um, we do this every week. I don't always do it with Nathan, but I hope to do it again with him. Um, very, very inspiring, and I'm super excited to have had you on for sure. And I know that with with just marketing-wise, with Instagram, share to Facebook and to, and to Twitter, and that's what I've done. Um, I don't know if that's what you do, if that's how you get your Twitter stuff yeah. out, but... It sure does. It sure is nice that it's connected. And then um, this is yeah. This is um, your email, and so just regular old info. And then it's gonna be yes, Hunter. I agree. Nathan is he is huge already. <laughs> um, so we had some questions. Um, awesome. When's the next? Or sketching piece going to come out. That's something Hunter wanted to know. Um, would love to see more of those. So those are um, good. Good to know that those are neat for you. Anyway, um, yeah. the um, and I just wanted to let y'all know Design Recharge is every week, and you can find me at Diane at designrecharge.org. Um, you can sign up for our email list, and you'll get an email and you'll also just to tell you what we did last week which will show you Nathan's and then it'll show you what we're going to do this next upcoming week and then um, I also give you a insight into the questions that I'm going to try to ask but we had lots that we didn't get to today 
But Nathan, you are awesome. And I can't wait to keep following you for the rest of your career and just keep going because you're doing awesome. I'm glad you found what resonated with you. And you're getting lots of yeah, well, thank you. And comments from. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, thanks for having me on. I mean, I, I know a lot of people would have had questions, and I hadn't really had a chance to answer some of the stuff. So you had good questions, and it was good. It was great. Thank you so much, Nathan. And have fun going back to work. And I so appreciate your um, time today, and hope you have a great week. Thanks. You too. See you guys. Bye, guys.